party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It's Tuesday, 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 Monday's Hangover. We're in the Mothership Studio 22, Blaze TV. If you haven't subscribed, I want you to go to blazetv.com slash Chad, and you can join us tonight on Blaze TV or uh, over on the Tube of You, the YouTube. Um, we're going to be roasting the uh, State of the Union address tonight. Uh, that is right. It is going to be... Uh, it's going to be at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. Of course, we are going to talk about the state of our country as we lead up to the actual rumblings and babblings of one President, President Joseph Robinette Biden as he gives the State of the Union address in Washington, D.C. And we're going to stay with you through the entire thing. There are people out there who say, we don't want to hear what he has to say. Well, you want to hear what we have to say. Uh, about it and it's going to be uh, not only insightful but entertaining and uh, I think we've got some special guests coming not the least of which are going to be of course it's Stu Bergier's show it's a special uh, Stu Does America I'm assuming it's a Stu Does America right and that sound about right probably Stu does the State of the Union yeah Stu does a lot of things (laughs) Um, uh, Glenn's going to be on the thing Sarah's going to be on the thing primetime 99 Alex Stein's going to be on there uh, yours truly, and it might have some special guests as well. You'll just have to tune in to find out. Um, it's going to be a good time. So anyway, uh, tonight at uh, 7 o'clock Texas time, that's Central, tune in, you, the Blaze TV YouTube, or uh, just subscribe, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to save on an annual subscription. And then while I'm sending you places, chadbraitherlive.com, Waco, Texas. I think it's going to sell out Friday night. Get your tickets, and then at the Mule Barn, oh, boy, I'm bringing the ragamuffins. We're going to be there in Justin, Texas, Saturday night. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Come have a good time with me before I go to Vegas for the Super Bowl. And I could care less that it's the Super Bowl. (laughs) Could honestly care less about the NFL. But when you invite me to a good party in Vegas, I'm going to try to go. And so that's where I'm headed. Oh, boy, I have just been uh, thinking about this thing for the last the last couple of days because I love being right, and I love being proven <laughs> right, okay? Uh, and this is going to bug some of you because I, I've talked about this topic before, and yet, uh, without fail, you're going to send me a message, and some of you are going to be triggered, your feelings are going to be hurt, and it's just, <laughs> oh, boy, I'm here for that. Uh, the Daily Mail, uh, they reported uh, something recently. They found... That uh, the ugly, the ugly, U-G-L-Y, the ugly people in our world, specifically America, are more likely to still wear their masks than those that think of themselves as more attractive. I don't know, Brandon. Maybe that's why I never wore a mask. Maybe. This is too pretty. pretty This is too pretty to cover up. Uh, it's so, yeah, I, that's, they did an actual study. One of the ways they did this study is they asked people, they said, okay, if you were going to go out on a date, uh, and you're going to interact with somebody, say over a dinner, would you choose to wear a mask? Another one they, they asked people was if you were going to a job interview, do you think it would be beneficial to wear a mask? A lot of people who were mask wearers agreed that they should wear a mask because they believe that it would show themselves to the employer, a potential employer, that they're more compliant to, be, to obeying the rules and therefore would be a better employee. Ha <laughs> ha. That's interesting. So, so people are, are actually admitting now that the reason they're wearing masks is because, one, they think it actually makes them aesthetically more pleasing by covering half of their face, and also they want to appear 
more compliant. That's right. So uh, here's what the study said. They said masks made little to no difference uh, to COVID infection or death rates. And that was according to one of the most comprehensive meta-analyses of face coverings. The research carried out by the Cochrane Institute, which is the gold standard of evidence-based reviews, they looked at 78 global studies involving over a million people. And the results indicated that surgical masks reduced the risk of catching COVID or a flu-like illness by just 5%. Now, that's a... That's a figure so low that it may not be statistically significant, just 5%. Now, I know that you mask militants are offended by that because you do not want to admit that you were duped, but you were duped. Uh, and there were people out there that told you so, but you, you villainized us. And villainized, I'm making that a word. It's technically not a word, but that's <laughs> a word for me. Uh, but the studies are in, folks. The Cochrane Institute stated that uh, the pooled results of tests did not show a clear reduction in respiratory viral infection with the use of medical slash surgical masks. There were no clear differences between the use of medical slash surgical masks compared to uh, the N N95 or the P2 respirators in healthcare workers when used in routine care to reduce respiratory viral infection. Hand hygiene, however, is likely to modestly reduce the burden of respiratory illness. So, you know, we said from the beginning, wash your hands, you know, like normal people do. And uh, but anyway, back to my original point about the ugly people, because <laughs> that's what I really want to talk about. According to Daily Mail, researchers asked people about their self-perceived sense of attractiveness and studied their use of masks in the various scenarios that I mentioned earlier. They discovered that Americans who view themselves as attractive believe that wearing a mask hinders the opportunities <laughs> to deliver a favorable impression to others. Now, on the other hand, people who do not view themselves as attractive buy into the mask attractiveness belief more <laughs> readily that face coverings actually enhance their looks. People actually believe this. Now... <laughs> Why does any of this matter? I mean, aren't people allowed to do whatever they want to do regardless of their responses, no matter how shallow those responses may be? Now, typically, I would say yes, but in this case, you made all of us have to deal with your ugly, too. Like, for instance, when schools in most states, particularly Democratic ones, made face coverings an entry requirement for students as, as you know, recently as this month. The CDC still recommends Americans wear them in places with high transmission levels like public transport. Elderly Americans, even those with pre-existing respiratory issues, were forced, forced to mask up as well. Now, maybe you did not start wearing your mask. You know, you didn't start out wearing that thing because you think you're ugly. But the facts are in. And statistically speaking, you're still wearing one because you think you're ugly. <laughs> That's why you wear it in the damn car by yourself. I mean, you ever wonder why these TV hosts and they have these live audiences out there? Now, the hosts never wear a mask while all the peasants sitting in the studio are forced to. That's because those hosts think they're too pretty to wear one. Listen, they think you're ugly. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> the bottom line is this. Ugly people are more likely to continue wearing the outward symbol of government-sponsored medical incompetence. Did you hear what I said? That's right. You may be able to cover ugly, but you can't cover stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's a fact. It's a study. They did a study. Over a million people. People feel like they're ugly, so they're wearing a mask. They got jacked up teeth. They got an acne. I don't know what the hell they got. But uh, you think you're ugly. Don't think you're ugly. Come on. I'm, my point is I'm trying to tell you we're all beautiful. You're beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> God, theistic barbarian. 
I mean, uh, masks, God made you pretty. Masks were the best thing to happen to sevens in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is like people start accessorizing with the masks, right? Yeah. Um, you know, then it turned into the neck gaiters. Like we've always on my merch sites, we've always sold neck gaiters because I'm into outdoor stuff, right? Right, right. And so people are like, "Oh my God, you're succumbing to this mask culture." I was like, "No, we've always sold this stuff. If you want them, get them." Uh, and and plus, I'm a free market capitalist, and I like selling stuff. If you'll buy it, like if you think you're ugly, I got a mask for you. <laughs> I will come up with masks just for your ugly, and I'll sell it to you for a couple bucks. Um, but, uh, you know, I've never been a mask person. I just never was. Even when I had to get on an airplane, um, it, I, my mask was a fake mask. I, you know, I've shown you guys on this show before. My mask, you could literally hold it up. It's not a mask. Yeah. But the mesh material that it's made out of, uh, you can see right through it. You hold it up to the light. People thought it was a mask. You're like, oh, you were putting other people in danger. No, I wasn't. The study just proved it. All you people said, you don't care about grandma. No, I knew that that wasn't harming grandma. Oh, but what about the medical professionals whenever they do surgery on you? We've been round and round on that circus carousel over and over again. They don't want spit droplets falling into your open wound or body. <laughs> they don't want that happening. There's a huge <laughs> difference, right? They have to talk. They have to, you know, expectorate, if that's whatever that word means. They have to spit. So, yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah, if I'm walking around, if, if like some people, when they talk, I mean, they just constantly spitting all over everything. Maybe I want you to wear a mask, but that's not, that is not what the argument was for a respiratory viral illness. Oh, you just didn't care. No, I just knew better. It's called common sense. And uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so the State of the Union is tonight and uh, the numbers, um, Daily Wire had a great article out, it says uh, Joe Biden Going to deliver that hour-long address tonight, and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to give the Republican response to that afterwards. And um, Joe said on Friday this past week, he said, Today I'm happy to report that the state of the union and the state of our economy is strong. What alternate reality is any of these people living in? I mean to say that. He said, we learned this morning that the economy has created 517,000 jobs just last month, more than half a million jobs in just the month of January. In addition, we also learned that we, there were half a million more jobs created last year than we thought. Well, here's the thing, Joe. There are people out there, one, the COVID jobs are coming back. Uh, Most restaurants you go to, most service industry uh, establishments are still have help wanted signs out there or they're saying please be patient with us because we're short staffed but what we're seeing happen is the phenomena are people having to work three four jobs just to keep up with your inflation with the with the garbage inflation that's happening in this country it's through the roof people can't afford to go and you know what people probably will stay at home and watch the state of the union address tonight because they can't afford to go anywhere else they got to sit at home. They don't have gas in their tanks to get anywhere, Joe. But uh, he said, even as the job market reaches historic highs, inflation continues to come down. Does it? Uh, that's a lie, Joe. That is absolutely a lie. Inflation has now fallen for six straight months. Gas prices down more than $1.50 a gallon since their peak. Guys, I, I, my, my gas vehicle, I have a diesel and then I have a gas-fueled vehicle. I went and uh, put gas in it yesterday. I used the 89 unleaded. It was 355. 355 a gallon for unleaded. Don't even get me started about the 450 that I'm spending in diesel. I'm rounding up a couple of pennies, but you get the point. Um, 
Real wages are up. Wages for lower income and middle income workers are gone up even more. I mean, this is why we get pissed off right here. Because you're just straight up lying. Just absolutely straight up lying. They've thrown the borders wide open. We're taking care of people who are not even American citizens. Welfare state is through the roof. We've got more government dependent people than ever before. The spending is out of control. They're looking to raise the debt ceiling. Our taxation is ridiculously high. Um, not cutting anything for anybody except this big rhetoric about making sure you tax the rich. And so you want to make it harder for people who provide the jobs to actually give you the jobs and to run their business. And, um, you know, they said, are you taking the blame for the inflation? And Biden said, no. They said, why not? He said, because it was already there when I got here, man. <laughs> Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in a real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. And he got pissed off with the reporter who asked the question, how dare you challenge Joe Biden? It was here when I got here, man. <laughs> Joe, you wanted the job. You asked for the job. You campaigned for the job. You ran against 23 other losers in the primary. You you won out. You wanted it. I mean, you were the guy who was going to cure cancer if you got elected president. You remember that? Cancer was here when you got here, too. That's right. You haven't done anything about that either. But, again, I wasn't paying 349 for 89 unleaded. Whenever Donald Trump was in office, were things increasing? Yeah, they were, but they, it wasn't like this. I mean, you absolutely threw the baby out with the bathwater, Joe, in order to prove a point. You came in here and passed an Inflation Reduction Act or, or pushed a Reflation Reduction Act that we all know is just about the, the environment. I mean, even, uh, even that uh, great entrepreneur and inter, inter, <coughs> inventor of the Internet Al Gore said in Davos at the World Economic Forum that they got that thing passed so they could get that global initiative for climate change funding. Um, so they were proud of it. They knew what exactly what it was. Had nothing to do with, you know, inflation reduction. By the way, somebody last night or whenever won that $775 million lottery. How does it keep getting that high dude, so quickly? Dude, people are playing this thing. I guess. It seems like every week it's almost at a billion dollars again. It's always back up at a billion. But if you took the cash payout, you'd only take home $225 million. Uh, that's a shame. That Let me tell you, you want it, Joe? Joe? <laughs> that's some heavy taxation right there. I mean... <laughs> Uh, don't make me bring Rob Eno's boring ass on here to talk, tell you why, but I'll do it. Y'all push me on this thing, but that's the whole deal. I mean, I, I had tears in my eyes from boredom while he was explaining to me why I could only take home $225 million after winning three quarters of a billion. Somehow I will figure out a way to eke out an existence if you give me $225 million. But God forbid Joe Biden ever get his hand on it. His son will smoke all the crack in the world. Uh, hey! Speaking of which, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. And while our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Now, it would be a good time at this moment to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. And here's what you need to do. It's very simple. Text CHAD, I spell it CHAD, to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. 
and then talk to one of their precious metals specialists. There's no obligation. They will send you the kit for free. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting CHAD to 989898. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, a countless five-star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. What do you do? Text CHAD to 989898. Do it today. We'll be right back. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, I want to know, like, guys, I wonder what drugs Joe will be on tonight. Like, he's up at, like, that State of the Union is going to start at 9 uh, Eastern. I-, I guarantee you Joe hadn't been up that late in a while. And so I, what do you think he's going to be hopped up on, Brandon? I mean, I assume the strongest military-grade amphetamines we have, right? <laughs> Whatever they give the soldiers when they have to stay up for a week fighting, I assume they'll just shoot them up with that. What I've always wished they could do at these things, these State of the Unions, is is like every now and then is somebody could object and say like, ah, no, no, you need to clarify that. Like a like a wedding. Yeah. 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 I'm interested to see who he plagiarizes. Well, he's he, there's a good chance of that. He's been known to. It'd be great if he just plagiarized one of Trump's State of the Union speeches. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm just telling you, I'd, I'd love to see whoever it is that's doing the tweeting for him get up and do the State of the Union. <laughs> I think that would be more accurate. Um, and so, you know, he'll be loaded up on Adderall or something like that. And But, I mean, you cannot defend the numbers, everything from the take-home pay to the gas. We talked about that. You know, the uh, your wages, your food prices, my God, people's mood. Even the Democrats are turning on him. Uh, You know, only 37 percent of Democrats polled believed that Joe should should run again in 2024. I can't believe it's 37% of the people that want to do that. (laughs) But you go on social media and there's people actually defending him. I mean, they think he's doing a great job. Um, And and to be fair, I I, I really like to think that I'd be fair-minded enough to say, hey, if if this thing were going well, I'd pat him on the back, you know? I don't like, ultimately, I don't like their cultural policies, you know, again, abortions and things like that. It just tends to turn me off as a voter, Um, you know, consistently, you know, cradle-to-grave care and welfare and all this kind of stuff and big government, letting the government handle everything, it, it kind of turns me off. But if, if I were seeing results, I would admit it, you know, but I just, it's terrible. So, um, ah, so many things I want to get into, but you know what, let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's just go ahead and get pissed off. Um, I want to do this yesterday. We didn't have time to do it, but uh, Disney, if anybody's still subscribing to Disney Plus, you need to stop. Um, and I was going to let this thing go. I know every every other host on here has talked about this. But they played that deal on, um, what's the name of the, uh, uh, the cartoon on Disney? Louder with Prouder. It was like the, the <laughs> no, Proud the, family. The, it's louder and something, but louder it was... Pr- um, it prou- it's a Proud, I think it's the proud, proud Family reboot. Yeah, it's not Proud Boys. It's like, I think it's Proud, proud Parents or... 
Anyway. The proud family. There it is. Proud family. There we go. That's it. And they were doing this little school program, and, and they were singing their song about, well, just watch this clip. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhead, Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We We made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former president, current the Illuminati, the New World Order, slaves <laughs> built this country. <laughs> I mean, they were playing all the greatest hits uh, there. I approve of the end there. If yeah. that show devolves into them saying the Illuminati is the one running the world, yeah. and they start accusing like Jewish people, then yeah. they got something. I mean, they went full Kanye. They really did. I hope they deal. do. I hope they do it more. Um, You know, listen, I, I've had friends of mine who are commentators and they've i've seen their tweets on this um <laughs> i've seen certain folks that have said you know why does this again it's always the question why does this bother you okay guys let, let me get real clear with you um it bothers me because of what the results bring from something like this now me personally, I'm not going to look at that and be like, oh, I'm clutching my pearls. I can't believe. That's why I let the whole clip play and just let you judge for yourself on this kind of thing. But if this is what we are putting out there in cartoons, we're calling this family entertainment, we're calling this children's entertainment even, uh, and this is the type of thing that they are, you, you've heard me say this before, what you let into your mind is what you become. And when you are revising history, you are eliminating history. Um, we, we as Americans aren't proud of our history because we don't know our history. And you, when you look at the black community, I hate that phrase, but if you, you look at the black community or even that part of the black community, because I, because I can't lump everybody in and say, because of the color of your skin, you're because you're, you're the same part of one train of thought. That's not fair. And that's intellectually dishonest. But there are those out there who form a community who, who believe stuff like this, who believe that America was founded in 1619 when the first foot of that belonged to a, an owned human being stepped off of a boat and onto the shores of continental America. Uh, they forget the fact or they've never known the fact or they certainly don't promote the fact that that person was owned by a black colonist here in America and was also uh, rounded up and sold off by a black person in Africa. But again, when you look at a thing like that, you say, and again, for those of you listening, they go from cartoon to showing live images, like real life images. There's the KKK burning a cross. There's uh, certain people from, uh, you know, black history that, uh, you, you know, they show in the actual pictures of them. I don't think there's anybody with any common sense that does not admit 
that people of all races have contributed to the building of this country. But to say that this country was built by slavery is is absolutely historically dishonest. It just is. And when you push that to kids, it becomes a talking point. Now, for those of you who say, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it's amazing to me the the young people on places like Twitter who love to say things to me in response to the things I say. And these are young people. I mean, I, I pull up their profiles sometimes and look at them, and these are kids who are spouting off lies because that's what they've been inundated with. So why does this matter? It matters because this is indoctrination, for lack of better terms. That's exactly what it is. You say it enough times, you give it enough repetition, it becomes ingrained in you. And suddenly you start thinking things like BLM is a great organization that actually supports blacks, you know, and their oppression and fighting systemic racism and the great white Satan, which is America. Uh, and then you all of a sudden pull back a few layers and you see behind the curtain and you realize that the founders of BLM were dishonest grifters and they were, you know, taking money and buying mansions. And, uh, you know, there's people who are being arrested for money laundering and money fraud. And you also realize the great idea for BLM was started by a white man. <laughs> so uh, sometimes it's OK to peel the onion, guys. And say, hey, this stuff that's being foisted on our minds, particularly the minds of our children that are so young and impressionable, uh, you throw that out there enough times and they start to believe that. And then you become the enemy for pulling back the curtain. If you expose it, then you're everything from a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe, a xenophobe, a misogynist, a bigot, all the things. You're a Nazi. You're an insurrectionist. You're a nationalist. You're a supremacist. All these things, all because you wanted to take an honest look at not only where the origins of these narratives are coming from, but what is keeping them afloat. Now, part of the problem, and I'll admit it, part of the problem is people like me keep talking about it. We keep talking about it. But we do that because I think that we need to be made aware of what's coming our way. Now, you look at the you look at back to what we talked about with the Grammys. You look at the Sam Smith Satan worship thing and they're like, oh, he was so bold and provocative. That's not bold. It wasn't bold because he's attacking Christianity. It's easy in our society to attack Christianity. Right. Just like this uh, Proud Family cartoon, it's, it's okay to attack white supremacy because everybody hates white supremacy. That's the buzzword right now. If Sam Smith wanted to be bold and provocative, he should have gone after Muhammad. He should have gone after Islam. He should have gone after, I don't know, Judaism in a world where, you know, you saw what happened with Kanye. I'm just saying. If he wanted to be provocative and really, really buck the system and stick it to the man, why go after such an easy target like Christianity? That's, that's, everybody wants to go after Christianity because they want to subvert the dominant paradigm. That's easy to do. Easy to do. So these guys want to really get provocative. I mean, these guys are such rebels out there. Look at Madonna. Look at Madonna. Madonna's done the same thing everybody else in Hollywood's done. She's made her face look like a goddamn—she looks like the Saw character. She really does look like an alien. She doesn't I mean, look it's, human. It's, it's, I mean, listen, for a dude that was a, you know, a young teenager when Madonna was in her prime, and I had some lustful thoughts watching MTV, <laughs> let me tell you something. Gross. 
Yeah, yeah. Her doctor needs to uh, get his license removed. It was terrible, man. You know, and so I look at stuff like that. I'm like, you're not bucking the system. You're not sticking it to the man. You're actually being everything that that culture has told you to be. Making yourself into a plastic human being. And that goes for Sam Smith. It goes for Proud Family. All of these people that think they're so woke, man, they're just playing right into the systems that have been created and they're playing into the elitist hands and narrative, the whole thing, man. That's why I'm not offended by it. It's just like I see further how far these this they just build a bigger and bigger house of cards, and it's just gonna be a bigger crash when the wind's blowing it all falls down. And the scary part about that, guys, is if you look at the history of of civilizations, when those civilizations are about to end, when republics are about to fall, they're swinging back and forth. The pendulum's going far right, far left. We're, we're polarizing everything these days. Let me tell you something. That means based on history, that stuff that we've you know revised so much we don't know it, based on history, when you start seeing a pendulum swing like that, you start tightening the screws and the springs so tight, eventually they pop and the whole culture collapses with it. It falls apart. That's why this is important. That's why we talk about it. All right, guys. Um, I don't have to tell you that the institutions we used to trust in this country are falling apart. Everybody knows it. I just talked about it. Everybody also knows that we've got to start preparing. But you're putting it off. Why are you putting it off? You think you have time. I, you, maybe you don't. Um, look at that earthquake that happened in Syria and Turkey and Jordan. Look, I mean, that's terrible. Suddenly these people are... are I mean, those the survivors, I mean, they're living in rubble. You never know what might happen, folks. You may not have time. So I want you to listen up. My Patriot Supply is offering a new lower price on their popular three-month emergency food kit. This food is what you need to have on hand in the coming months. When food chains break down and all you have is a week's worth of food in your pantry, you're going to wish you had grabbed this food ahead of time. So grab it right this instant. Save $200 on each kit you need. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Get this discount. Each kit comes with uh, breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. You're going to get, uh, you need to get one kit per family member, and you'll do it by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. You're going to save $200 per kit. I want you to act now. Don't regret it. Don't wait. MyPatriotSupply.com. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, welcome back. Um, woo, boy, I could get fired up over this thing, but I'm going to attempt to keep my calm and wax eloquent. Because uh, I'm kind of put in a mind today of a very striking visual, one which you uh, may or may not have ever considered in your own private musings down through the years. But I got a feeling you've given this some thought. Um, let me ask you this question. Have you ever seen a millstone? Do you know what a millstone is? Uh, it, it's just a thing um, which just about every culture down through the ages has invented in one form or another. It's a useful tool in society. And there was a time when it was a ubiquitous site. I mean, it's a giant stone wheel, okay? Something used to break down grain, and it breaks the grain down into powder. So it's very, very heavy. And the most classic example being the turning of wheat into flour. And, and you need a real big one if you're going to produce that of any kind of scale. Now, the reason I want to bring that visual into your mind as well as my own is that I'm reminded of a passage from the Bible, Matthew 18, 6, uh, which says, but if anyone causes these little ones to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung about their neck and be drowned in the sea. 
Pretty strong language from Jesus himself. Now, just in case you were wondering what the Lord's opinion about the current spate of child grooming in this country might be, I, I believe there's your answer. I really do think that's your answer. Now, there's a story that's kind of popped out of Fisher, Indiana, where a middle school orchestra teacher by the name of Ben Yoder is potentially in a fair bit of hot water right now over an Instagram conversation he allegedly had recently with a high school student. And for some color commentary, Yoder is, he is a gay BLM activist who's had a, a bit of um, history posting things on social media that a teacher in charge of children ought not be posting. But the most recent example really takes the gay wedding cake. Let's see what I did there. Uh, he said, quote, are you out yet? Uh, or is this senior year? These were the opening lines, again, allegedly at this point, between Yoder and an unnamed minor who informed him that he was indeed still in high school, whereupon Mr. Yoder followed up with, quote, I guess it's not quite time to invite you to get in trouble quite yet, LOL, and, quote, I'll do my best to wait, ha ha. Now, I want to break in there and before we get to the collective bar fest and theistic barbarianism and don't worry it's coming uh and say that all of this is alleged at this point i have to say that there's a lot of smoke in this guy's social media past to suggest fire but at this time both the school district and the police are looking into it and it's worth stressing how important it is to the fabric of our nation that we unlike any society before us believe in a presumption of innocence until such time as proof of guilt has been established now this guy's probably a dirtbag who deserves a date with a very heavy millstone, but let's not assume that as fact until we get the evidence and it bears out. However, somebody, somebody sent that series of messages, and for the time being, it suits the purpose of this discussion to presume that it came from a school employee. And that, my friends, takes us right down the road to Groomer Town, a place which we all wish we could escape, but we keep circling back to. And yes, by God, we're going to keep circling back to it as long as it's happening, because me, the guy you call controversial and so judgmental, is going to keep freaking talking about it. So here's our broken record. Get your kids out of public school. I can't say it enough times. Get your kids out of public school. Listen, when it gets to the point that in order to have some hope that your kid won't exit the textbook loony bin, a broken shell of a human being, you actually have to groom them back into sanity. That's where we're headed. Now, forget about it, folks. At this point, it doesn't really matter whether the grooming is coming with a school district's blessing or without it, because groomers are going to groom. That's the bottom line. They're doing it with or without blessing. Writhing beneath the machinery of modern public education is a tentacle monster of leftist tyranny seeking power and seeking to create sheep who will bend to that power. They're using lust as a tool, and make no mistake that that's real. But the surface level has become dangerous as well because this has been going on for a long time. It's happening. And those who are already groomed into these intellectual and spiritual modalities are now the ones exiting colleges and heading back into those schools ready to spread their zeal for the hedonistic fix to any impressionable youth dumb enough to listen. And unfortunately, there's a lot of them. Now, if this guy's guilty and I'd be willing to lay a considerable amount of money on the line that, and, and bet that he is, then throw the book at him. Make a really big, heavy book, maybe one made out of stone. But, you know, let's not forget that he's merely the symptom of a much bigger problem. And I, those of you who are immediately going to say, well, what about those in the church? Yeah, all this kind of stuff. Y'all talk about drag shows and schools and all this kind of stuff. Listen, the church isn't degrading by design. It's corrupted by bad apples and individuals with bad intentions. Things like drag shows, the school isn't bad by design either, okay? So I'm just telling you, if you're in a place where there's pedos, get your kids out of there, okay? 
Drag shows are debaucherous by design and intent. And that's just the fact, okay? I'm just telling you, we have institutions in America that are being corrupted by those bad apples, and they're preying on your children, whether it's in a church or whether it's in the school. And you say, well, should we get everybody out of? No, you still have to educate your children in some form or fashion of a schooling, whether it's homeschooling, public schooling, co-op schooling, or whatever. Just like I believe you need to be engaged in worship with a community of faith. Those are the truth. But you got to get your kids away from dangerous places. Anyway. Guys, what's the first thing you notice when you look at a photo in yourself? If you said receding hairline, I want you to get Keeps. Keeps can help you change all of that. they got clinically proven, FDA-approved hair loss treatments available online. And whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take better care of your hair you have, Keeps medical providers will help you find the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. It's easy. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered. It's delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps provider 24-7. Now, if you're ready to take action, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. And I got a special offer for you. Go to keeps.com slash loss. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. And I promise you, you're going to get a good deal over there. Keeps.com slash loss. Be right back. We are we're long overdue to have uh, our guest, our, our recurring guest, back on the show. I wanted to have him on in January, but between weather and just nightmare schedules and stuff like that, we, we had to push it out to February, which I think is good because you guys have had enough time now to um, break all of your New Year's resolutions over the last five weeks of the new year. So welcome back to the show, my good buddy, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Doc, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great, Chad. How are you? I appreciate that that lead in there. I think you're <laughs> right. People have had plenty of opportunity to realize they're um, where they they've fallen on their on their face. Yeah, I you know, and you and I we tend to talk about things like nutrition and and just healthy lifestyle. And and before we started recording, we started talking about certain people out there who. And we're all guilty of this, but certain professions, maybe more so than others, that we get so busy, we become workaholics. We, we actually shorten our lives by not taking care of ourselves. We presume upon grace and we don't we just don't take care of ourselves. We don't get enough rest. We don't put the right things in our body. We're not getting the right nutrients, the right supplements. And a lot of people at the end of every year, they say, I'm either going to join the gym, the memberships skyrocket, and then they figure out a way to talk themselves out of it. What do we what do we do in the face of failed resolutions? Uh, should people make those resolutions? What what are we doing wrong here psychologically and mentally, not just physically, but what are we doing to mess ourselves up in our minds? Well, Chad, we've lost our ability to set reasonable goals and establish consistent and predictable habits. That was a mouthful I just said, but we've lost it because we've really not been able to keep our eyes focused on the correct vision. And when you lose the vision and where you're going, you really don't know not just where you're going, but how you're going to get there. And I mm-hmm. think people really need to step back and realize that life itself is a gift. It's meant to be lived one day at a time. We have 1,440 minutes a day. That's it. That's all we've got. People that are hearing this right now, I challenge you to understand that that 1,440 minutes is the greatest gift you have and how you spend those minutes 
you can't get those back. You can't go in and get a buyer's remorse refund. They are there. So every day you get up, it's not about January 1st setting a resolution. It's about getting up and saying, today, I'm going to reflect on yesterday but not focus on it. I'm going to set a goal today to do something physically, emotionally, spiritually to bring benefit to myself and in the world. And then I'll deal with tomorrow when tomorrow if tomorrow comes around and, and that's a proper perspective so if you want to get a little more philosophical in it you might say I'm gonna live today like it's my last day but live today like I'm gonna live forever and I think if we shape our emotional structure around those things again in our thinking we'll do a better job of setting realistic goals I am uh, historically a poor chooser I've, I've even since my early 20s I used to say okay God you got to make the choice for me because I'm, I'm gonna choose the wrong thing so knowing my weaknesses to choose the wrong thing, I, I tend to set myself up for patterns and schedules and, and, and get myself into certain regimens. And I do it with grace. I don't do it with legalism. Uh, I give myself the opportunity to, to fail, to, to make the mistakes. But you know, I get up in the morning, sitting there on, on my kitchen counter is a big jug of kingdom fuel that comes from uh, – you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and come from your clinic and I fuel mm -hmm. up with that stuff and the supplements that are there, you know, I, I try to make sure that I'm putting the right things in my body. I, you know, I'm 50 years old. I've got to go next week for a, a whole new blood panel, which I do every three months and take a look and see what all's going on internally. And, um, and, and you look at it and you're like, wow, I see pictures of myself. I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm not getting younger. That's for sure. Um, you know, how, how, how adamant should we be with ourselves? How regimented and strict should we be with ourselves to be successful? Our bar of excellence across the United States of America and even the world has been lowered. We don't have the excellence expectation anymore, Chad, and that's a problem because you look at the ravishing totals that the fastest growing disease in the history of mankind called obesity is right now destroying our country from the inside out. Mm -hmm. The tangential and related illnesses of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, autoimmune cancers, heart disease, etc., Alzheimer's, dementia are concurrent and are continuing to climb at massive trends going upward in the wrong direction. We're actually growing more diseases now than we're growing people. It's a problem. We need to go back and realign with the idea of excellence. And if you can set your bar right here and you think, I can achieve that, um, your bar is set too low because you got to set the bar higher than you can achieve because, as you said, we have to depend on God's help. If I set a bar on something that I achieve, I'm doing it on my own and I'm failing on my own and I'm succeeding on my own. I don't, I don't want that. We, we must not abuse the idea of grace. We have this wonderful physical body that's the only thing, Chad, that's created in the image of God. The tree's not, the ground's not, the earth is mm -hmm. not. The human being is the only thing created in the image of God. And, and and that hits me in the heart, man. And I want to honor this thing. Yeah. You know, God's Word talks about honoring the temple, but let's take it a step further. If this temple is not mine, why would I want to destroy someone else's property, mm. namely God's property? If I came to your house, you say, hey, Mark, yeah, you and Michelle can stay up in the bedroom up there. You're cool. Have at it. But if I destroy that thing, you, you know, you love me. You're my friend. But... I ain't coming back in your house, you know, and you got every right to do that. I'm grateful for God's grace, but we shouldn't abuse it. Um, I challenge people out there every day. I don't cut myself a break. I set the bar so high, and this is an important philosophical mind warp. 
but I don't set my bar so low Mm. that I expect to fail. If I fall without expecting to, I get my tail back up and get back in the fight. But I'm not going to set my bar so low as saying, well, you know how it is. I'm human. I'm going to fail. If I say that, I'm giving myself a pass and I give myself a low bar of expectations. So from a personal standpoint, we need to switch this thing around because ideally, Chad, it's not going in the right direction. And and the data, the statistics that I just cited, they prove the point. And we can't do this anymore because it's taking lives away from people and it's shortening the quality of life that we're having. And I'm not about trying to extend years, but I'm trying to extend the quality in those years. Yeah. That's the sign of life. We're going to live through life instead of die through life. Yeah, I mean, there's people out there that spend more time you know, manicuring their yards than they do taking care of their own physical bodies. So it's amazing to me. You've got the show going. You've got the office there. There are folks, hey, listen, he said it. You need God's help. You need your own you know, self-discipline and setting the bar right. Sometimes you need some medical help as well, and that's where Dr. Mark Sherwood steps in. How can people engage with you and Michelle and get the help they need from, from you guys? Because, listen, you're somebody that I trust. You're my brother. I, I listen to your counsel. And I want everybody that listens to this show to be doing the same thing. Uh, how, what's the best way people can engage with you guys? They can get a hold of us at Sherwood.tv forward slash Chad. I mean, we want to know where you come from because I want to know whose friends you are because when I know your friends, I know what information you've been given. Yeah. So that helps me a lot help you. Um, but we have people really all around the world we deal with, we work with, um, clients. We have some amazing um high-level genetic panels. We have programs that are there, whether you want to work with us personally or you're not. We have something for everybody. We have Kingdom Fuel that we've created that sort of chips it. away at the excuse that says I can't yeah. uh, afford to eat healthy. It's $5 a meal. That's pretty cheap, right? Yeah. Um, but our job, Chad, is to lead people down a pathway of true healing. This is a ministry. We do pray with and over people that, that want it. Um, God is our CEO. He's our great physician. We ain't going to fire him. So people that come to us and work with us, um, man, and I can say that, you know, God has gifted us as healers. They get well, and it's physical, emotional, spiritual, and that that gives me great joy. So it's a blessing to help people. I love it. Dr. Mark Sherwood, Sherwood TV, uh, Sherwood.tv slash Chad. Go over there, check him out. Brother, let's do this again in a couple of weeks. Come on, man. I appreciate you very much. I love you, brother. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Bye. Bye. Y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Uh, Special thanks to uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Make sure that you check him out over at uh, Sherwood.tv slash Chad. Go over there. Check out some of their stuff. Uh, Really good supplements. And stay tuned in to his program. He's a healthy dude, man. He and his wife, Michelle, are solid folks, and I like them and very encouraging friends to me. So uh, check them out. Um, Waco is where we're going to be Friday night, and uh, Justin, Texas, on Saturday. The next week, Buckwild Tour headed over to Tomball, Texas, and on down the road. We got Birmingham coming up. We got uh, two nights in Birmingham, actually, at the Stardome there in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, we're going to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We got a couple of dates in Georgia, tons of stuff coming up. So uh, check me out, chadpratherlive.com. 
Don't forget, subscribe, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and save on your annual subscription. And tune in tonight at 8, 7 central. We're going to take you right through the uh, the blathering and the bumbling and the fumbling of the State of the Union address with our State of the Union roast. Hosted by Stuber Gear and some special guests. And we're going to have a good time there tonight. But we will not have as much fun if you don't join us. So come be a part of what we're doing tonight. Uh, you guys can go head over to uh, chatonblaze.com and shop. Use promo code CHAD20 and save. Get some merchandise. See what's up. Tomorrow's Wednesday. That's hump day. So who knows what's going to happen. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye.